Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good afternoon, good evening, Rush Nation. Uh, it's back for week four, wave four. We're getting through the season pretty quickly. Strange set of games last night. Definitely a lot of entertainment in the early window, and then the offenses started to really get. Uh, quite sluggish in that late window, and then we got treated to an absolute stinker of a Sunday night football. Um, I think we're still at the stage where offences are trying to figure out what's best for them going forward, and Dan and I on tonight's flagship show will be back to talk through some trends and some bits and pieces that we find uh, interesting that are going to help going forward. But before we do that, let's get on to the waiver wire again. Um, focusing mostly on players under 30% owned, but we'll also highlight some players that are perhaps over that threshold. Uh, we'll take it from there. Don't forget there is Stacey's uh, wave wire column that is out there already, so you have some idea. And I will be going through and talking through some uh, fab numbers as well. So let's dive straight in. Let's look at some quarterbacks this week. Uh, Jameis Winston continues to be of interest he uh, is 29.2% owned in ESPN League, so under that 30% threshold. Uh, and, you know, he racked up a huge amount of numbers uh, in terms of passing, although he did have those uh, INTs. He's still, I think he's wide rece- uh, quarterback two on the week in terms of passing yards. Uh, and he lost quite a few players. He lost Landry and Michael Thomas in that game. So, 
Uh, at this point, he's uh, sixth in the season in passing yards at 858. He's eighth in passing touchdowns with six. And, you know, he's had these injuries. He is Jameis. Uh, we know he's going to turn the ball over. Luckily, interceptions in most leagues don't cost you that much. So Jameis Winston as a fantasy option should be added um, if you are struggling, if you have, say, Mac Jones, Dak Prescott, uh, or if you're struggling with people like uh, Russell Wilson right now, Jameis Winston's going to give you a little bit more um, bang for your buck than some of those players right now. Uh, another player of interest, a bit more of a safe floor play this, is Marcus Mariota. He's 21.5% owned, and in terms of he's getting close to that sort of 100 yards rushing on the season, multiple rushing touchdowns as well. And in terms of what he's bringing you from the floor, it is mostly amongst those that those rushing numbers. And, you know, he's averaging sort of eight yards per attempt when he's rushing the ball, which is a, a really good amount. Um, so passing at eight yards per attempt to use him on the ground. Uh, but he is bringing you a safe rushing floor, and he's also bringing you um, pretty consistent numbers through the air. They're not going to shoot the lights out, but with those floor numbers and rushing touchdowns, he is going to give you a bit of stability at the position, definitely a bit more than say like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and the like. So if you're struggling, you just need a safe play. Then Marcus Mariota uh, could be that play. One person I'm really interested in is Zach Wilson. Um, now 5.8% owned is, is Zach Wilson. We're expecting him to come back into the lineup this week. Uh, as soon as he's cleared, he will be the starter. Joe Flacco's actually been a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. So I think really Flack, uh, Wilson should be looked at because if they are putting the ball in the air more and if he is someone that potentially could be even better than Joe Flacco, uh, he could be of real interest. You know, I, I'm saying all of these are mostly with the exception of Winston probably backup options. But given that the fact we're starting to see some injuries creep in, Mac Jones yesterday, as I mentioned, then, you know, these are some options that we can we can definitely look at. Uh, all of those players, I'd, I'd say, are probably not worth much in terms of fab. Probably, you know, unless you're really desperate, I wouldn't be spending more than the dollars fab on any of those players. James Winston, if you do need a starter this week, you've lost Mac Jones in a super flex. Well, if it was a super flex, he'd probably be owned. But in a one QB league, if you're really in a dire situation now and you do need a quarterback, James Winston is going to be your best bet. He's worth spending a couple of dollars of fab on. Anyone else, it's not worth spending anything on at all. You should probably get them for free at the back end of your waiver priority unless you're really competing with someone for quarterback spots. If we're looking at um, quarterbacks over 30 or over 30%, and the only one really that I'd say is of in, any interest is Trevor Lawrence. He's really starting to dial it up. He looked really good against the, the Chargers. Um, we're looking at all the numbers are all going up. Um, here's a shocking stat for you that I've, I've found, courtesy of PFF, that the, the Jaguars have actually run the most red zone plays this season with 45, which is shocking when you think of all the teams in the NFL and the Jags lead in most red zone plays. Um, so for me, he's got really, really interesting fantasy appeal, especially as sort of a backup. I'm not saying he's at that sort of starting uh QB1 range, but I definitely think he was starting to see him grow and become a bit more like the talent that we potentially expected him to be. So he's uh, he's one of interest. Now, if we're moving on to uh, running backs here, the big under 30% player to own this week is David Montgomery. Um, David uh, It's Khalil Herbert because, uh, with the Chicago Bears, 25.4% owned, and that is because David Montgomery 
uh, is injured. Uh, he suffered a ankle and knee injury, uh, was ruled out pretty quickly uh, for the rest of the game. And that says to me that he's probably unlikely to be back this week. Now, Herbert ran the ball 20 times for 157 yards and two touchdowns. And he also caught two passes for 12 yards. Ultimately, he dominated. He was the reason that the Bears won this game because offensively they put absolutely nothing else out there. I think um, Justin Fields ended up with eight completions for 109 yards. I mean, it was pretty – or 106 yards. I don't even think it was as high as 109. Either way, it was a, a really shocking performance offensively except for Khalil Herbert. And with the fact that you're looking at running backs not making a great deal of, of difference right now, especially those elite running backs – they're struggling. We're going to talk more about that on the flagship show later on. Khalil Herbert's a really good option. You've got to treat him at this point, at this point, and maybe there's some more news before Wednesday when your waiver's clear. At this point, Khalil Herbert is effectively a one- to two-week play. Until we know more, you've got to be a bit careful with the fab here. I'd say, depending on how desperate you are, anywhere between sort of 10 to 20% of fab. And I think 20% is crazy if you're only treating him as a one or two week play. Um, I think there are other options that you can exploit and put more fab out there. I think he's going to go for big money. If we find out David Montgomery is out for longer than two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, that 20% looks good. If we find out Dave Montgomery's out for the season, Khalil Herbert's worth a lot more. Um, so it's a bit. this is a bit of a moving target uh, fab number. And we need to wait on the injury news from what we hear on David Montgomery. If it is that sort of one to two week frame and he's going to be questionable or doubtful, then, you know, I'd be comfortable sticking in that 10 to 15% range. And I think if you miss out, you miss out. Yes, you might get a really good game. Uh, someone's going to get a good game, maybe two out of him. But two games doesn't make an entire season. Um, a number of it is also goes potentially into situational uh, balance in the fact that if you are 0-3, then perhaps you do have to spend a little bit more fab here because of the fact you can't afford to go 0-4, 0-5. And if running back is your weakness, maybe you do punt a bit more fab up to 20%, maybe even 25%. Because Khalil Herbert could be someone who is going to put up those big numbers that we need because the Chicago Bears offense is terrible. He was the only one yesterday that really had any anything going from it. So I think it it's hard to give generic advice here because there are so many different factors and considerations. I think if you're two and oh or three if you're about to be three and oh, two and one, you're set of running back, put a bit in. Uh, definitely put a bit in. And if you get in for 10% of fab, 12% of fab, uh, I think anything up to 15% of fab is fine. If we don't know much more, if he's only going to be a one to two week play, I think that that's okay. I think if you are oh and one and two, to oh and three, I think you've got to put more money on it. And if, if we find out Dave Montgomery is going to be out for longer than one to two weeks, then yeah, I definitely think you have to look at this and go, this could be a chance for Herbert to win this job because Dave Montgomery has been okay, but it hasn't been brilliant. And Khalil Herbert really dominated and really took advantage of this opportunity. So it, it, this could be one of those sort of Elijah Mitchell situations. So just keep an eye on it um, and just see what you need to 
to kind of uh, do here. I've given you some scenarios to keep an eye on, but feel free to uh, interact with me at Murph underscore NFL. I'm happy to uh, go through some options uh, with you. Um, some other running backs here. It's really thin under 30%. I'm going to give two more names here. They're a bit more sort of longer term plays here than immediate relief. So it's Jalen Warren is 4.7% owned. Now, Jalen Warren, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago, cover for Najee Harris. Najee Harris is dealing with these sort of ongoing injuries. We know he's, we know Harris is, is probably, I don't want to say probably likely to get injured again, but given the fact that he is dealing with a, a couple of minor injuries and he's sort of playing through it right now, we're already seeing a decreased uh, number of snaps that Harris is playing. It's already going down. And, and Warren is starting to work his way into this. He is starting to get touches. Like, it's not huge amounts. It's very low volume right now. I'm not saying he, he's anywhere near a starting place in fantasy football. But there is some concern here over Najee Harris. And you can see it because if Najee Harris was 100% fit, he'd be carrying every single snap. And we saw this uh, in week one. And he carried every single carry until he got injured. So there is concern here that Najee Harris is hurt. If it gets worse, Jalen Warren is going to inherit a 100% role, or at least an 80-90% role. So Jalen Warren is someone here you're kind of preempting at this phase. Now, the risk of this is in a couple of weeks' time, these bye weeks come in, and Jalen Warren is going to be your, your fodder. Um, I think through the first five weeks of the season, you can stash these running backs. After this, you're going to have to start to release them if they're not getting ahead of the role. Um but it does give you a couple of weeks where if Harris goes down or Harris gets a knock or bang, he might be more injured. Warren is going to elevate. So he's well worth this gamble. And I think you can get him for literally just a dollar or two. Because I don't think many people are on this Jalen Warren train. You get 4.7% owned. He's not got a role right now that is fantasy worthy. So I think you can get him low if you've got the spaces in your league. Uh, I'd be jumping on. Another one, if you're thinking about a sort of a longer end play, is Damian Williams. He's 3.8% owned. Now, he's going to still be out for at least another two games. He is on IR. It could be more than that. But this Atlanta Falcons rushing attack is poor, with the exception of uh, Cordell Patterson, who I think, ideally, they probably want out wide. I think they want someone to come in and carry more of the workload. Atlanta. But the, the, the trouble is Algier and, and everyone, they're not doing that. They're not getting the job done. And I think Damian Williams is someone who when he's fit, can come back in and he could have a significant role where he's playing 50, 60, 70, maybe even 75% of the offensive snaps. And I think he's going to be in uh, use a heck of a lot more. So he is definitely someone that is a long-term play, and it's someone that's probably not planned. Like, there's no guarantee this works. But if you've got a space on your roster right now on your bench, and you you know you're pretty comfortable. You're, you know, three and oh, two and one. Your roster's in good shape. You've got your starters nailed. Your bench isn't doing much. Damian Williams is someone that just sort of be stashing away until the bye weeks until you need, and just see because he could be one of these players that becomes flex worthy or better and someone that could turn into trade bait so that's one i'm definitely uh keeping an eye on in some leagues just to get a bit of longer uh longer term vision um right some players over 30 percent owed the most obvious one here is alexander matterson 
Um, David Cook went down with a shoulder injury uh, and I think also a wrist injury, um, multiple injuries. And then Madison kind of took over this role. Um, but as far as we understand, Cook is expected to play, but with a brace in week four. That could be Madison gets a few touches. It could mean uh, Cook could get a setback. He could get injured. He could, something could happen. Um, so at this point in time, Madison is someone that probably should be owned because we know what Dalvin Cook is like. We know this history. We know what happened. So just be a little bit careful and just have a think about having him. Again, I'm not talking about spending mega bucks on him here. Um, I people are going to throw big money out there. Maybe I think he's worth maybe two to three dollars. I think anything more than that, it, don't forget, it's not likely he's going to play this week. But he is a handcuff that's worth owning if Dalvin Cook then goes down again, if he gets injured again, if he dislocates that shoulder again, then he's worth owning, and that's the that's the point. But if someone thinks Dalvin Cook is injured and they're going to walk the role and make someone overpay, great. You know, you put your bid down. If someone has to go over that uh, to win him, then, you know, let them win it because it is throwing money away at this stage. But I think he's worth sort of up to that sort of 5% of our bid uh, to, to be owned. Uh, a player that's worth definitely more than that right now is Jamal Williams. Now, Jamal Williams, I'm going to talk about him more on the flagship show in just a bit. Jamal Williams is starting to really get involved in this in this running game so he's currently the rb6 on the season which is nuts but he is starting to get a, a significant amount of work in this backfield and uh, he's currently 44 percent owned 44.4 percent owned on espn so he's still available in over half the leagues for me right now he's a flex star every single week he is a flex star he's getting all the goal line work there's a lot of extra usage that he's getting that's all trending his way right now more so than maybe DeAndre Swift. Now, DeAndre Swift did have an ankle injury. That could be why that's happened. Ultimately, right now, Jamal Williams is someone that should be owned a lot more than he is. I think he is the running back to add off the waiver wire this week. I think you're going to need to pay in the region of 10 to 15, maybe even 20% of fab. If you are struggling at the run of running back position right now, he's the guy you've probably got to go and get. Because as much as I don't expect him to be an RB1, moving forward, if DeAndre Swift goes down, he automatically elevates up anyway. But he is going to be an RB2 flex play every single week because he gets that goal line work. The lines are much better on offense. Everything's starting to click for them and Dan Campbell a little bit. So he's a player I would be investing in quite significantly off the waiver wire if he is still on your waiver wire. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. is another one. We saw him working out on the field before their game against the Eagles. Listen, it's not working in Washington. That offense is not looking great. They got absolutely steamrolled by the Eagles. It wasn't even close. Uh, garbage, uh, garbage time touchdown uh, gave him some gloss, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good. And Brian Robinson Jr. did win this job. I think he's available in thirty. He's he's been taken in thirty six percent of leagues. So that I talked about him last week. Uh, he's back in training. He's going to be back very very soon. If not this week coming, uh, it should be, sorry, week five he's due back. He won't be back this week because uh, it was an NFI injury. So he will be back in week five. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. 
testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Um, more than likely, unless he gets a setback. And I think he could come back to a much larger role than maybe what's anticipated, or we might see him get this role that he was scheduled to have at the start of the season. So I talked about him last week. He's now one to be stashing away. Clearly those numbers haven't gone up. I think the fact that he's not going to be available next week means you can get him cheaper, maybe around that 5 to 6% of fab, uh, maybe even less than that. Put a bid in. If if no one's looking, then you know you might get him for significantly less than that. Right, let's look at some wide receivers here. There's quite a few that we can look at. Um, the couple here that I think are my absolute favorites is uh, Romeo uh, Romeo Dubs, I think we're calling him now. Uh, 15.7% owned. And with Sammy Watkins out now because he's on injured reserve and it's looking like Christian Watson's not going to play because he's injured. Um, it's looking like Dobbs is is going to just absolutely vault up to be the, oh, I guess he's the wide receiver one uh, on this depth chart as it stands right now, um, except for Lazard. So he's like the one or the two. Uh, but his usage is uh, significant snaps have gone uh, way, way up. Uh, he played, you know, roughly around about 85% of snaps uh, yesterday. So, uh, and he led the team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards against the Buccaneers. So, I think this is a, a really smart, astute pickup. This is the opportunity that I think fantasy owners were looking for. They were trying to find out who was going to be the fantasy relevant guy. And it looks like Dobbs is going to be that guy. Uh, Watson injured, Watkins out. He's ahead of Randall Cobb. So, he's going to be competing with Alan Lazard for, uh, for, for targets. There's no reason they both couldn't eat on this offense. So, uh, for me, uh, really smart uh, addition here. And I think if you can get him for sort of 5% to 8% of your fab, I think you're looking at that and going, that's a significant investment, but one well worth taking uh, at this stage. Uh, another player to look at, uh, Zay Jones. <laughs> Everyone sort of laughs when Zay Jones got this contract, right? But he's earning it. He is earning this contract. 24.5% owned. He led the team in target um, receptions. He had 10 receptions for 85 yards. And uh, he also scored. And all three starting wide receivers on this team scored a touchdown yesterday. So it's a good sign for Zay Jones. I've got him stashed in a number of leagues. I talked about him sort of uh, on one of our shows as like one of those deep, sort of guys to just add if you're in a deep league because no one's on him and everyone thinks he's a he's a bit of a joke. But, you know, at the end of the day, he is getting a significant amount of volume here. He's almost a bit of a safety net here. Um, Doug Pedersen's using a little 11, 11 personnel. That's three wide receivers. 
uh, and they're all getting they're all getting targets. They're all getting catches. They're throwing the ball more. As I said, surprisingly, leading uh, the league in red zone plays this season, which is just shocking. So it's a it's an offense that is putting up points. It is being productive. It's definitely a lot better than what we saw under Urban Meyer. Zay Jones is someone that isn't going to be a sexy play. He is a flex play at best. But with this kind of volume, you know, you're kind of putting him in this bracket with players like Sterling Shepard um, and players like that who are going to get these sort of double-digit target games quite considerably. And if they can make the catches in the plays like they have been, then they have a lot of value, especially in PPR leagues. So for me, say Jones is worth, he's worth 5 6% of Fab right now because of the fact that he is going to be in this offense. It's not the traditional Jags, you know, beep offense. It is a decent Jags offense. It is putting up points. It is more exciting than we have seen previously. Zay Jones is at the heart of that. He is effectively the wide receiver too in this team. So I'm adding him where I can. And I think, yeah, five to six percent. It sounds steep, but I think the fact you're going to have this season long ability to plug and play, especially with these bye weeks coming up. With these bye weeks coming up, you need guys like Zay Jones, safe floor target guys who are going to get a significant amount of targets, significant amount of yards. Might not always score, but they're going to put up those sort of 12 to 15 point weeks that are just going to tick you over your bye weeks. And Zay Jones is a perfect guy like that. So there's a lot of merit in him. He's not going to be a high end play, but he is a very high floor player. Um, so I'm adding him five to six percent, need to reach to seven, eight percent, then definitely go ahead and do that. Um, as Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer's 36.7% owned going into the over 30% owned players. Now, uh, he had a great game six for 99. I do expect this to tail off slightly when Keenan Allen, uh, is back, but he is going to get work because they do a lot of 11 personnel, the charges, obviously, you know, we saw this yesterday, uh, Herbert was injured. There was obviously a little bit of trouble there. And he was struggling with the mechanics and, and also struggling with weapons, but he still put up decent yardage. It just didn't quite happen offensively for them. But I do think he's going to get uh, a decent amount of targets going forward in this offense. So Josh Palmer, uh, just over 30% owned, 36.7% owned is someone that, that needs to be uh, added and owned perhaps more than he currently is. Um. I think anybody else, you know, players like Isaiah McKenzie, players are going to be, people are going to chase fantasy points. I think with players like Isaiah McKenzie, like if you're desperate, add him. Uh, McKenzie's worth, you know, a little bit of fab. By the way, the fab number I'd put on on Palmer again is that 5 to 7% of fab. I think that's a good range of fab to, to spend on Palmer. Um Isaiah McKenzie, if you can get him cheap, I would add him like 1% or 2% of fab, maybe up to 3% of fab. I think more than that, he's going to be so inconsistent. It's going to be so up and down. And it's going to depend on the game script and type of games. It was a tight game yesterday. Isaiah McKenzie got work as a result of it being a tight game. He also made some incredible plays. Like, hats off to him. He was great. But, and also Gabe Davis was, you know, questionable. He was coming back. He played, but he didn't play as much as he, he could and should have played. I think... Yesterday's 
Isaiah McKenzie game was a bit of a red herring, and I'm a little bit concerned. So if people want to add him, add him. Just don't overspend. He's not in that same tier as uh, Dubs or uh, Jones or Palmer for me. He's someone that's definitely a tier or two down because of the fact that you're 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 not sure what you're going to get. He is the wide receiver three. He's almost the the third slash fourth look on this team because you've still got Dawson Knox in there as well. Once Gabe, Gabe Davis is more fit, he is going to get more targets. We know he was questionable. He sort of ruled himself in a couple of days before. It's just, just be very careful because Isaiah McKenzie on the looks of yesterday's game looks like he's going to take over this role. And it's not, it's not going to happen. At least it doesn't look likely to happen. And I think you could really overspend here uh, for him. So I'm just a bit concerned. I mean, he's he's clearly jumped in terms of over Crowder, but I don't think you're going to see him getting anywhere near the kind of snap percentage that he got last week. I think you're going to see it significantly lower. Um, I think you're probably going to see him go back to a role somewhere in the region of about 40% of snaps. And that's another guy I desperately am I'm keen to keep on my on my bench or consider as a, a starter i'd have him on a bench in case someone got injured but he's not someone i'm keen to start um oh too often um one player i'm going to talk about and i'll talk about him more on the flagship show and people are going to be stunned i've not mentioned him in here is matt collins don't add matt collins like he's not worth if you want to put a one dollar bid on matt collins then do it i'm going to talk about him more on the flagship show but just don't do it. It's not a good, uh, it's not a good buy. He's not going to be a fantasy starter. He purely inherited a situation where Hunter Renfro was injured. He was out with a concussion. So we know it's a very limited injury in terms of the amount of time he's going to miss. We know it's not going to be a huge amount of time unless it's a really significant concussion, which from all sounds of it, given how late he was ruled out, I don't think that's the case. I think we're likely to see Hunter Renfro back next week. And then that makes Mac Holmes irrelevant he's going to be fantasy irrelevant and i'll talk about why on the flagship show but if you're wondering why i've not mentioned him uh that's why uh he's just not someone that i'd be interested uh in picking up uh so far so uh right moving on to tight ends tight ends is tricky there's just not that many uh great options out there but i'm going to give you one tyler conklin he is someone that i think if you are a late tight end guy, he is the guy uh, I'd be picking up because he is playing a lot of snaps right now. He played 62 snaps. Uh, he's played over 200 snaps already this season. So he's pretty much never, he's pretty much on the field all the time. Uh, he's running a lot of routes. Uh, he's getting a lot of targets. He's fifth in targets uh, with 21, second most in catches. And he's got 140 yards, which ranks him seven. So he, he's not got this high ceiling as other tight ends, but he does have a significant tight end, um, low tight end one appeal, Tyler Conklin. But he's got a pretty safe volume and pretty safe floor. So if you've been banding around with tight ends and struggling, like uh, you picked up Colcomet like I did almost everywhere, and you're struggling to find like a, a suitable tight end, you know, Tyler Conklin, 10.9% owned. He's someone that's worth a few percent of fab. I think you can get him for under 5% of fab. Um, if you are really stuck at tight end, you'd be playing like the Taysom Hill game and uh, Cameron Bray and Noah Fan and and uh, a Cole Komet 
and all these you've got really no option. I'd spend a little bit more, guys, seven, eight percent of fab. Just make sure you get him because uh, Tyler Conklin is going to be a decent ad most weeks now. So definitely be picking up on Tyler Conklin. He's got almost no competition. CJ Ozama just isn't getting anywhere near that situation right now. Um, so I'd definitely be adding him. And that's really the only tight end. Um, I'm not adding Jelani Woods. I know people are, oh, Jelani Woods has scored two touchdowns. Just don't add him. He's not someone that you need to, um, you don't need to add. It's a really, really, really bad spot there, the Colts. They've got three or four different tight ends there in Granson and Ali Cox. Um, it's just basically, he, he caught two touchdowns. It's great, but he only had three targets. So, you know, he's not going to hit the heights that he did probably ever again. Certainly not this season. Uh, you know, he not if he had like 13 targets, I'd be like, yeah, add him. But he's not getting volume. So he's going to need, like, if he's averaging two or three targets a game, which is about what he's averaging, and it's the first time he scored, he has to score just to put up a, a measly low-end or high-end uh, tight end too. If he catches one for six yards and a touchdown, it's still only 6.6 .6 points. It's not terrible, but it's not great, and he needs the touchdown. You can't bank on him getting touchdowns every single week. The volume's not there. Don't go for Jelani Woods. People are going to chase him. Let him chase. It's absolutely fine. If you're still struggling at the tight end position, David Njuku's out there. He had a monster game. Uh, he's 32.7% owned. I think he's going to go very up and down. The one thing I'd say with Njuku is his usage in terms of number of offensive stats played uh, is pretty significant. It's over uh, 80, 85%. So he's been pretty consistent in that number. Uh, all the way through the season, which is good. Uh, we want to see consistent usage, and he started to get that. Didn't quite get the targets, got them this week. So he's someone I'd feel comfortable adding for, uh, you know, 3 to 5% of fab. Uh, Earth Smith Jr. as well is another one uh, that you can that you can pick up. I'm not desperate to own him, but we need him to come good in terms of getting more playtime. He's not got quite enough. He's sort of averaging around about 60% of offensive snaps right now. Need to see that go up. But ultimately, if we're looking and we're desperate, we can't get Conklin, we can't get Njuku, uh, then, you know, Ersmith Jr., 36.8% owned is the other option. If not, just hold a tight end and just see where you are um, the following week. Now we get into kickers. Um, kickers this week is... Again, it's, it's the same guys. It's, it's Ryan Suckup, and it's uh, you know Ryan Suckup again is, is out there. He's he's pretty much single handedly <laughs> putting up all the points for the Buccaneers, and they've got the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Um, so expect there to be a lot of points uh, in that one. Uh, Nick Falk is out there again. I think the fact with Mac Jones out potentially or could be out. This could be a week that they rely on their kicker more. And we see he's got a long leg, right? He, he kicks those long field goals. So those are the two, and they've got the Packers. So they're the two, uh, the two I would definitely be looking at this week. And then when it comes to these, it's an interesting one, the Jags, D, but again, against the Eagles, there's probably not one I'd be too keen on chasing. I really like the Bears against the Giants, and they're quite low-owned right now. I think that's a D that I would be chasing. Um the Jets against the Steelers, that would be a defense I'd be chasing. 
this week. Again, these are all going to be under 30% owned. The Titans have a great game against the Colts. If you took one of my streaming early picks, that would be a good one. Uh, Panthers against the Cardinals. Cardinals are not clicking on offense right now. Uh, Panthers could be a, a cheeky view as well. But, you know, if I was sort of weighting these uh, and I was looking at these sort of under 30% owned, I'd definitely be looking at the Jets uh, and the Bears. They're the two I definitely would be zeroing in on uh, as options for DST streamers this week. And the Titans as well would potentially be an option as well. That's going to do it for this waiver wire. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, any questions, especially around the Khalil Herbert number and where to go or any other options, do get in touch with me on the Twitter machine uh, at Murph underscore NFL. I will endeavor to answer any questions. Alternatively, if you want access to me a bit more frequently and a bit quicker, you can get access to uh, me almost directly via Patreon. Uh, just go to five uh, patreon.com forward slash five yard rush and you can get access to our group. There's a great set of Twitter guys in the um, fantasy minds in there, but you get access to me and I'm happy to um, give you some advice on your teams and structure your teams and do some custom um, reports for you and anything that you think is going to be useful to help you win your championship. And there's a few different options there. So thanks very much for tuning in. Good luck in week four. I look forward to seeing you on the flagship show. In just a little bit, uh, probably looking at about 10 to 20 minutes time or so. So I look forward to seeing you on there. And don't forget, as always, keep rushing. You've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market